Welcome to Not Just Pretty Pictures. I'm Eric Rutherford. Today, we will be chatting with Miss Jay Alexander, the much-loved host and judge from America's Next Top Model, about the story he wrote for us titled Otherness, where he talks about being othered within a community considered other, practicing taking a pause before speaking, and why he has always lived his life as himself and not to please others. If you haven't yet heard the reading in the last episode, I would recommend listening to it because not only do we talk about it in this conversation, but also because he's a fantastic storyteller. Well, let's jump in first. You know, when I kind of shared this idea with you and wanted you to be a part of it, and I gave you some ideas to write about, to talk about, right? And and I know for you, one of the, th- you know, I'd said these themes of survive and thrive, otherness, oh, to a lost child and everything. And, you know, you said that one of the things or the themes that kind of you connected with was otherness, but you also struggled with kind of defining it or writing it because you yourself have felt you haven't ever really been or experienced being othered, so to speak, right? So it took a moment. So do you want to kind of talk about that for a second? Well, I think my my... My otherness, yeah, I was just trying to figure out because I didn't think any of those things really worked with me, that I thought about being the other Black man in the room or the only other person in the room coming in to deliver whatever it was I was there to deliver. And I think sometimes also being the other is also in um, our own community where you are the other person that shows up that has a job that's not quite the casting director's job or quite the choreographer's job, but you come there with a little bit of knowledge, some talent, and you can do the job, and they become the other person because you become the other threat. Mm. Mm. I don't want your job. I'm not there for your job. They hired me to do something, so I'm coming here. And there's a few people in the business that has allowed me, thinking about what I was writing to you, oh, this is where I become the other Mm -hmm. because now you're going to cancel productions on three jobs one of which i'm working on because they're working with me and the person i'm working with and you don't want to work with me not knowing anything about me other than the idea that you have created about me via television backstage or seeing on the street Mm -hmm because that's all part of the other people have already created when they see you on the street on your presence their own thoughts about you yes that have nothing to do with you personally other than i should say that on the inside right they right. see outside service and then you become that other person and that other threat you know actually i'm glad you talked about that because I want to ask you, you know, we talk about otherness, you know, I think of you as one of the most confident people I've ever met in my life. And I was talking with one of the producers, you know, are you born with confidence? Is it how you're raised? Is it something that you learn? And so tell me where you got your confidence. I don't know where, I don't know. How do you spell that word? <laughs> K. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I just grew up with being told that say, yes, thank Yes. Thank you. May I please. Um, have respect for people, black, white, green, purple, blue, yellow. Manners will carry what money cannot. And um, don't talk back. If I mm. say bring your black ups, bring your black ass upstairs by seven o'clock to eat, I'm not gonna call downstairs, have you come up. If you come upstairs, you get nothing to eat if you come up after seven. 
Those are just rules and regulations that was in the house of my mother, who was all five foot four, Miss Mary Elizabeth Cohen Jenkins. Those are the rules that she applied when my father, Julius Montrolius Jenkins from Norfolk, Virginia, worked. My mom was from Charleston, South Carolina, so that's a good Southern upbringing. Mm. But I always had a lot of mouth, always have. And what's usually on my mind is on my tongue. I've been teaching myself lately to think before I say something these days because I do have a hair trigger. Uh huh. So a lot of times the hand may move before the mouth does. <laughs> so I have to catch myself. So that's the other thing that I'm trying mm. to work on. <laughs> you know. Wait, so why why are you now working on that in this stage of your life? The incentive Because everybody doesn't think the way I think. Everybody doesn't move in their process, I move my process. Sometimes people, I may be three steps ahead of you in your thinking process. So I'm trying to meet you in the middle. I like that. And trying to understand what you're feeling, what you're saying, what you're doing. God, I love that. Do you, have you always been that way in the sense of three steps ahead or, cause again, you've, you know, I love it when we're, you know, people are sending you pictures from like the late eighties, the early nineties and, and seeing your place in fashion and how you were ahead. I'll say, I don't even know if you want to call it ahead of the curve, right? So I think. I was just so busy living in my own world that I created for myself, where like, and I didn't care what anyone thought about me because then it wasn't important what they said. I wasn't going to any marches. I wasn't going to any things saying that you can't be who you are. I didn't care what my parents thought about me either. I mean, because if you said I couldn't do it in your own home, then I would to get outside your home and do it. Mm -hmm. And I think dressing up early on in life, cutting up and carrying on and just being and doing me and being creative, for me, I didn't think that was a problem. And I didn't, did not think I needed permission from parents or society to do that. All right, so I wanna talk about social media. Because to me, you know, you, you know, social media, reality TV and everything, to me, again, you were one of those people that you were a trailblazer. And I know you don't look at yourself like that. I know you're just being you. It's you showing up, it's you doing a job, it's you doing what you love to do. I hate to tell you that, or actually I love to tell you this, you are a trailblazer because I look at where you came from and that you were one of the first black openly gay people on TV that wasn't on a, like wasn't playing on a scripted show, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, for a lot of other kids growing up, people growing up or people that, that lived in small towns, they were able to look up to you. And now the th thing that I love about social media is, is that you can find and connect with other people that are like yourselves. And and I know you, it's like, listen, you play with social media, you love it, but you also don't live by it, right? No, I don't live by it. I mean, it's something, it took me a while to do it. I can't, I can't live through that stuff every single day, constantly posting things. It's just something that I just think, do you care what I eat, what I'm wearing, what flowers I bought, you know, the scenery. I post what I post when I post it. There's no no method to that madness, really. I just post it. Unless you post two times a day, you may get it once a week. You may get it twice a week. You know, I try to I try to upkeep on my jaywalking thing. Something I've just posted just to be doing. You've been a part of that, and then, and I love the I love the comments. Who's this guy walking in with you? Oh, why is he doing that? I'm big like, I know him. It's like we're friends. The people think that you're just walking into it just <laughs> with me. Um, I want to ask you. You know, part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast is. 
I believe in the value of sharing our stories. Mm -hmm. And you and I have talked for these years and, and about stories and about our experiences and where we've come from. And, and that's really what, too, why I wanted you to be a part of this, because I do believe by sharing stories or hearing stories of someone that doesn't look like you or may not have experienced your life or had a different childhood or whatever it is, we're able to understand each other more. Yes. Will you talk a little bit about sharing stories and what that means to you and why you think that's important as well? I think story sharing is inspiration for people. There's things you learn about people. Oh, well, that's how you did it. Oh, you came through that? You did that? Yeah, well, why can I do it? You know, like he says, just do it, you know? And um, like I said, I never, my role models were people that I could touch. Mm. They were never anybody from television. No sports figures, no musicians of any kind. Somebody I can touch. Mother, father, sister, brother, the man, the neighborhood butcher, the delivery guy. Those could be the role models for me. Mm. Um, and I never looked at someone saying, oh, I want to be like them. And I want to have a house, um, you know, a thousand, you know, 3,450 million square foot home. That's too much goddamn house to clean, number one. And I'm that black child be thinking, who's downstairs when I'm upstairs sleeping? So I'm all cased up and I start locked up in a room. You know, having great art and great furniture and great things is very, very nice. But I think with that comes pressure of having to maintain it, having to keep it, the security on it. And those are the things that I've grown up with. So therefore, those are not the things that I wanted to acquire. I just wanted to be able to eat, stay healthy, pay my rent. When it snowed or it rained, I was able to go inside and be safe mm. and not get wet or be cold. Mm -hmm. For me, it's if I could, I'd rather pay my rent and then say, Eric, listen, I'm hungry. Can I come by to you and James to get something to eat? I'd rather do that than say, can you loan me money to pay my rent? Yeah. Because I just went out there and bought the latest designer, shoe, handbag, trainer, or new look. You know, I've, I never thought to keep up with the Joneses ever. Mm. I just thought, Go with what I can afford, which which just gave me ding 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 a show idea. It just gave me a show idea and a title just now. Just now. It, just now. Ding ding ding. It just hit me. I'm I'm making a phone call when I hang up from you. Oh my it god! Everyone, gave, you heard you heard this first. It just gave me a TV show idea. I love that. Just now, and, and the title even came. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that means that we're gonna have to have a follow up interview then. The title just came. Well, I said, folks, you know, buy into it, that is, but I'm going to put it out there. Chill, <laughs> <Gio>, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, oh. it just came to me. It just yeah, did. Well, I love it. I love that I saw it because I saw all of a sudden, if I literally could have seen a light bulb, I saw a light bulb go off. Because it's something I'm thinking, like, oh, my God. Oh, that's what I was doing. Oh, my God, that could be a really great show. Mm. But people feel the same way. And I think right now we're in a whole different world where Words mean other things than what they're meant to be, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very careful what we say, um, that everyone doesn't get offended. And I don't want to have the attitude, well then, child, please, girl, you know, fuck off, this is who I am. I want to be more sensitive to what you're trying to say, what you're trying to explain. And as I explained to someone, as Black people, we are having a problem having to modify our behavior to go across the street. So this is why the Black Lives Matter movement is so important, just to educate people along the way. Mm. That's it, we're just educating people as we move along. Yeah. You know, I have to modify how I sit in my car. You know, I can't sit with my seats pushed all the way back, drive where only you see my forehead and my eyes. 
that may cause a problem with the police. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be able to, I mean, I want to be able to go to my house and just feel comfortable being in doing me because that's what I've been doing my entire life. Now you're looking over your shoulders a bit, you, you're not sure because when you snap, I snap. So what I've been teaching myself is when you yell, I yell. So I'm thinking not to yell, mm. try to lay calm. And when you try to, when you try to rattle me to get me angry, because see your, your whole justification is that I've verbally became aggressive with you. Mm -hmm. So if I'm very, very calm and you're yelling and screaming at me, and I don't take the bait, you continue. And I don't take the bait, you continue again because you're angry now because you can't justify. So what do you do? You physically come at me, you find something wrong. So these are the things that I'm part of my life. I mean, living in Europe for so long, I've learned so many different things, the things that I've not experienced here, I've experienced maybe there mm -hmm. and vice versa. So I just try to apply that stuff and kind of, yeah, I see where you're going. It doesn't bother me that much when people right. say things. And I think it's also part of that confidence that I've instilled in myself. Well, if I didn't do anything to you, you can't fuck with me. Right. And why, and why you fuck with me? Right. Yeah. I, listen, I, I, I love that you beat to your own drum. You know, you talk about even in the story that you wrote about, you know, always be and do you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and that it's not about pushing me, your life or your way of thinking or whatever onto somebody else, or whatever. But, but also you, you know, the thing that I love too about you and, is that you encourage people. And that's one of the things I think in, that you do in the show and that you do now and that you encourage people to be themselves, you know, to, and I know that sounds some, for some people like, well, yeah, of course, of course. No, you like, you go at them. You're like, be you, don't yeah. be me. Don't be somebody else. Be you. I mean, I don't know any other way to be from a sincere, authentic place. Right. That's what I know. No one taught me that. It's just, I thought, well, this is who I am. And no, you know, if you tell yeah. me like me, like I went, here's a really great quick story. I did another interview with a young couple. She was, they're not together, but they were doing a little podcast thing and she's lesbian, he's gay. And they mentioned to me about any, you know, gay experiences, you know, by anti. And I said, well, you know, I really never experienced any of that here in New York City. When the US, I never experienced that, you know, uh, because I was gay and not being allowed, knowingly, and I always put that word knowingly. Then you reflect, you think, well, actually, maybe when I think about it, hmm. I went once with my friend Jennifer Brown to the Fresh Air Fund to get a summer job because automatically I was prepare, you know, preparing myself to save for school, back to school clothes. And my mother always said, if you want what someone else has, you go out and get a job and buy it yourself. I'm like, okay, fine, because she would give me a budget and of course i wanted my shoes to be 20 dollars more you know something i wanted to get and i went down and my look you have to picture this all you listeners big afro afro sheen a blue and white shirt tied at the stomach a pair of jeans cut off and i took this and i fringed the jeans at the bottom a pair of hercules sandals vaseline up my arms and legs so they wouldn't be ashy and put on my mother's Gina Tay. And I went down to apply for the job. I filled out the application. Jennifer Brown filled out hers. And then a week later, she got the phone call to come back. And back then, we had to communicate the phones up on the wall in the kitchen, whether it was the pink one, the green one, the yellow one, the blue one. They put right. a long cord on it. Yeah, yeah. We had Etch-a-Sketch. We had walkie-talkies. <laughs> These things that we had. And pigeons. The pigeon coop up on the roof. 
that would get things going back and forth, as a message, or yelling out the window. Because you knew on your street, your mother knew that her voice would go in a four square block radius if you weren't in the neighborhood. So somebody on the street said, well, your mother's calling you. So you knew to get your black ass back around to, to get home. So I, she said, oh my God, did you get the phone call? And I said, no. She said, you did not get the phone call. I said, no. She said, oh my God, they called me back to come down to do my ID, you know, for summer um, camp. And I was applying for a job at, for summer camp. Okay. And it was sleep away camp. And I thought, oh, this would be perfect. I, I can go away, you know, have that experience of going away. Sleep away camp and be a junior camp counselor. So I did not get the job. So she asked them, how come you didn't hire my friend? And they said, look at the paperwork. They said, oh, because um, the head director thought that he might be gay and was afraid that the parents would be uncomfortable. And that's when I realized that I wrote my own ticket mm. by saying, huh? Thought I was gay, but I am gay. I mean, hello, Afro. Afro sheen in the hair, belly blouse, coochie cutters, you know, circular sandals, smell like my mother's Gina Tay, like, hello. So I said, I'm going to get a job someplace else. And I went and got a job someplace else. And I have that ID. No. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, that's fantastic. I have, I have that ID. It's right in my bag over there. I most certainly do have that ID. I still have it. So, Jay, do you think, or is what it sounds like that for you, that was, a, that was a, one of the turning points in your life? Or, or just part, or part of your story. You're part, you're part of my story. Yeah, I yeah just, okay. Just, I didn't realize until years later. Oh, so that's what that was. I wrote sure. my own ticket. I was going, oh, look, it didn't bother me. Right. But, no, well, you don't like me because because I'm not thinking you don't like me because of who I'm sleeping with or what you may think. I'm thinking you don't like me because you don't like me. Right. Right. But not knowing that me being an openly gay man is me is right. part of me. You know, I didn't, I just didn't think that. I just Which, thought, you know, I think that's too one, you and I have talked about this before in the sense of some people have expectations mm -hmm. for you and how you, right, should behave or lead or whatever. And how you just described that experience of when you were younger, right? I also see you as that as an adult. Like, again, you're just being you. And if mm -hmm. that person didn't hire you, you're thinking it's just you. And it's not thinking it's because you're black. It's not thinking because yeah. you're gay. It's exactly. not thinking because you dress flamboyantly. Yeah. It's just you. Whereas other people, right. And you weren't qualified, right? Yeah. Whereas I think other people, and even now, again, we're talking about other, right? There's other groups, other others in our community or the queer community, exact fashion, fashion industry, whatever it might be. They, they feel that you, or I even, but you should act a certain way or be a certain way when that's so against you. And I can see, you know, again, that's why your story of being other and otherness, right? Mm -hmm. When you said that, I had never heard it described that way before. Yeah, because I did, like I said, I didn't put any meaning to what I was doing other than, well, you know, like, no, I didn't like, I'm not qualified. Oh, well, no, but I went down far from the, I mean, I got the job. Yeah. So it was then, oh, that means that either they didn't like me or I wasn't qualified. You know, I was right. trying to figure what it was. Once I got the other job, it was like, well, what was it about the other one? Why they didn't hire me? When she told me what they thought, that's when I thought, oh, okay, well, I did go. Right. You know, I'm okay. just doing me. I'm just yeah. doing me. I'm just yeah. doing you. Yeah, right. because I mean, that's just part of being the, the other person and being the other person that comes in when there's a talent that you have to share to, to create on a project mm -hmm. and when you don't want to share your talent, speaking of sharing, 
Sometimes there's oversharing. Sometimes there's too much transparency. I never say to people usually, I, I share too much is a problem. And I'm mm. so open about who I am and what I do. So I share too much by saying, I'm working on so-and-so and so. As friends, I'm sharing with you. I don't hold it in and then wait till they, you know, they, they reveal. They say, oh, by the way, this is what I'm doing, but I couldn't say anything. Oh, but I'm learning that now. Maybe I shouldn't say, maybe I shouldn't share as much. Maybe I shouldn't. But I always think that is what is for you is for you. What is not is not. Mm. I always, oh, I, I always, yeah, I always feel that what's for you is for you. What's not is not. And no one, no, no one could put any kind of goof of dust, any kind of hoodoo, voodoo, any kind of Louisiana backwoods, you know, hoochie coo, no South Bronx, you know, shade, whatever you want to call it. Right. No, no, no Southern, no, no Southern sin, whatever you want to call it on you. Right. Whatever, it, whatever it is, and that's it. And I really think that in life, that what we all experience is on the list of things from the day that you're born to the day that you die, that mm. everything you experience is supposed to happen. Yes. Because people, because you remember, like I said, walking down the street, I walk past hundreds of people who would then look at me and make up their own story in the head of who I am or who I could possibly be. Right. That comes down to walking away from that not knowing what they're thinking. And when people say, oh, I thought, you know, well, you were so mean on that show. Something came mean. Okay, so, I, oh, my meanness is being direct. Right. My mean, my meanness is being that way. And not doing it, I don't do it to hurt you. I don't do it to be, because what it is. Right. That's, that's funny. I don't take myself seriously. I do take my job seriously at times, but I bring humor into because I think, it's so important. Everything is not so damn serious at all. It's not so serious at all. You know? And I think we're in a place right now where we're tiptoeing on a lot of things to keep from putting ourselves in a position of being making others uncomfortable mm-hmm. because they don't know. Right. We are in a position right now where people losing power, where they, you know, use their power to break people down mm-hmm. to get them from people. Then they are discarded. Yes. Right now, comedians are going to have a hard way to go. We were just talking about that. Comedians are going to be like, you're going to sit back and be like this. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't get, a, you can't, you have to work really hard to get that punchline. Yes. You're going to work really hard to get the punchline. We literally just were talking about that exact same thing. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, you go, I can't look at you. I can't admire how you look. I can't say you look great. I can't say that without that being a problem for someone because of their likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. Um, people come to you with emotions. Something else I just discovered last week at dinner. Mm. Why I get people that come to me the way they do. Mm-hmm. especially for men who are hetero, who feel comfortable around me, that they feel, I think, for me to understand this situation, they feel that they need to be emotionally attached mm-hmm. in, in, in a way for safety reasons. And then they think the only way I can get a gay man to stay and remain my friend is to have sexual innuendos with him. Mm-hmm. That way it keeps him there close to me, even though I'm not gonna give up no dick or no ass. So, uh, you know, and these are things I just, and these are things I think about walking away from something kind of go, oh, oh, that's what I thought. Oh my God. Right. You know, why your talent is more important than my talent? Well, your talent, everyone's talent is important. 
it depends on how you're applying it. Yep. It also uh, depends on where you go with it to allow other people to be inspired by what you're doing. Yes. I will, you know, I sometimes I feel like I'm talking out of my ass half the time when I'm talking. No, I do because I'd be walking, making shit in my head. And what's usually I'm trying to do, as it says, I'm trying to think before I speak. Mm-hmm. So I'm not rambling. And I'll see, you see what I'm saying? Make sense. You kind of go, well, not quite. I have to break it down easy. And you go, oh, okay, now I get it. But it just comes as it's coming out of my sure. mouth. Right. And that's how I've been going through my life. The pressure of, um, you should be on TV right now because you're so funny, blah, blah, blah. Well, don't you think it was that easy? I would have been on already on something new, things we've been pitching, things we've been pushing. You know, because they don't know up here. Right. They, the executives, they have no idea what they want. It's if it sticks, fine. You're not with me in public. You don't know what happens to me in public. If you walked with me in public, you'd be like, you know, there's right. ch- child. But because you're only judging me based on what you're seeing from other shows or that personality, there's more to me than that. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I think that's, to your point, there's more to you, there's more to me, there's more to all of us, right? Than yes. what we see on social media, what we see on a billboard, what we see. And, and that's, again, the the genesis of this podcast, right? It's not just pretty pictures, it's the stories behind it. And we are in a visual world more now than ever. Ever. And I would I say to people too, always listen with your eyes, mm-hmm. because when you listen with your eyes, you hear a lot more. Yes. Says, what do you mean by that? Girl, sleep on it. <laughs> I love that. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. I love that. Oh sleep, my God. Sleep, sleep. On, <laughs> sleep on that. Listen with your eyes because once again, people don't like to read. Mm. Well, you know what? They're gonna have to, with this, the great thing is you wrote it, I read it, they can listen. Exactly. Right. Because, yeah, because where's that song from? If you read what I just posted, it tells you what the song is. Is that right? That's so, it's so true. It's what, what is it? Oh my God. You know what? Well, I, it's written in there. It's, it's, it's right the, there. Now, if you respond back and say, well, didn't you read it? It's written right there. They're offended because now you say that they're stupid. It, well, here's the thing is, as you know, as you just said, listen, stop and listen. Words matter. What we say matters. If, it, if you don't know what you're going to say, it's like, oh, it's okay to take a pause. You don't have to just speak to speak to fill space. You know, one of the things that I love about you is you're still learning. And as you said, you're still of growing. And yeah, but, but I think some people stop, you know, and that's part of why I wanted to do this is to keep learning, to, and to give people access to, again, learning about other people, learning about their stories, listening as you said to other people. I don't know everything. No. I Who does? know some things. Who does? I don't I know, know everything. Some you don't know things. Yeah, I know, I know some things. I know some things. I don't know everything. Yeah, at all. I at keep all. shifting. I'm learning new things, you know, you know, on a constant, you kind of go, oh, you know, I never thought about that. Exactly. I never thought, oh, because I came from my own world that I created around me and my thing is in my world that I created. Uh-huh. You're welcome into it. And then when you come into my world, I learn things about your world. So this goes right back to what Eric Rutherford said about sharing. Yes. Let's take it right back to that. 
perfect. It goes I right love back. That. You you bring it in. So oh, okay, so that's you know it's about different cultures and things you learn. You may not be one hundred percent tuned in, but you walk away with something from that experience. Something, and you may be curious to learn more about it. Because for me, if it doesn't really interest me, I don't put too much time and effort into it. I don't. I right. first admit that I'm, that I'm really not. Mm. Someone said to me, you must have been really, I mean, can you imagine back in the day? I mean, when did you, the club scene, so like, did you need drugs to, to kind of get lost? And I was like, I've never taken a drug in my life. I never smoked a cigarette, wine, whiskey, champagne, vodka, coffee, crack cocaine, you know, opioids, fentanyl. I never did those things, you know, no, no, no. You know, no, Tina, I've never done a drug in my life ever. Why? I thought, bitch, I can't afford to buy that shit. That's expensive. I'm about to go out there and buy myself a pair of shoes. Uh, go Please, buy, I never paid, go buy. I never paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> go out there and buy. Let me go, child, what? So I'm going to buy myself five, five yards of taffy to go and make myself a ball guy to go out to the clubs that night. Exactly. You know, so those are and things. That'll that last longer. That always that's last yes. longer. Yeah, so these are things that you go and you think about, as I said, you know, the being other is the things that I got being other. Mm-hmm. The things that came into my life being other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind of go, so it's what's it, other isn't a bad thing, you know? And I don't take everything people say to me, I'm not offended by everything either. Like, it's still, we're still learning about the AEIOUs of, pronouns, mm-hmm. you know, them, there, they, he, she, non-binary, people s- still learning. And once you learn it, then another thing's added onto it, and then somebody else gets offended because they were left out of it. Well, I didn't know that was added to the conversation. I didn't know that was added to, you know, to the dictionary of, you know, what to say, what not to say. Mm-hmm. So you accept it, and you try to learn about what that means so that everybody gets a fair share. But how about just calling me by your damn name? It's always a good place to start. Yeah, call you by your name. You know? Exactly. And uh, and they become offended. And I think like, no, you you come up in a generation where this is important to you. And it wasn't an issue for me back then. It's an issue for you. And I'm trying to be very sensitive and very, very supportive. I'm not an activist of any kind, but I'm a supporter. Yes. You've always said that. Yeah. You've I'm always said activist. that to me. I'm, I'm, I support you as much as I can. I come for that. You know, when you put two pieces of fabric together and make an ugly ass dress, Get some talent there. Get some talent. That's it. It takes talent to put that together. Take a little bit of creative talent. You it know, when you want to use a glue gun, um, needle and thread, some tape, bitch, you got creative. <laughs> oh my god, you oh got god. creative. Oh my god. I can, listen. We, you and I, could talk for hours. We already know that. I just want to say I love you. Love Thank you, more. you. I adore you. Um, this means so much to me that you are a part of this, really. And I um, thank you for taking the time to sit and again, you and I could talk for hours. And I hope everyone who is kind of tuned in after we reading Jay's story and, and listening to us just chat right now, and you know, and and uh, we'll follow back up when we hear more about Jay's new show idea. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that they're listening. Listen, everyone is listening. Exactly. Listening. Always, always remember to listen and then take action, but always do and be you, right, Jay? I always say, always. Be fierce, be fabulous, and always be and do you. Always. I love you. Thank you. I'll see you later.
Not Just Pretty Pictures is hosted by me, Eric Rutherford, produced by Courtney and Phineas of Stereotype Studio, supported by you, the listener. A big thank you to our friends who shared their stories with us. If you want to support the show, please subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time.